Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. I'm going to talk about the um, Satipatthana practice. In the e-ladder, this was sending out Satipatthana Sutra study in today. So I need to clarify that um, in Buddhist community, there's two groups. One is studying uh, Buddha text. The other one is practice. And I am belong to practice group. I never have any training in Buddha text. So the intention of the talk today is not studying about the sutra, but to understand about it, how to apply it in the practice. So if I say anything wrong, please correct me, because I really don't want to, this will be recorded, so I really don't want to have a mistake when it's recorded. (laughs) (laughs) And also, if you know more than what I'm going to say, please share, because this is the heart of Buddha teaching in meditation. That's how important it is. This is the most important sutra for meditation. So, um, if I'm, again, if I'm saying anything wrong, I apologize. Correct me and don't blame the translator. Don't blame the sutra. Blame me. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't blame. (laughs) (laughs) It would also be okay. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So, um, first, let me um, explain about the title. Sati Patana, that's the name of the sutra. So Sati means remembering. Remembering is not remember something that you did to, from yesterday or in the past. Or you remember to do, planning something in the future. Remembering is mean knowing, acknowledge. And the second part of it is sati, um, the patana. Patana is mean established foundation. So then the question arises, what about practice vipassana, where that come from? So sati pasana is the practice to establish memory, remembering, knowing, to have vipassana, to have insight. So it's a cause and effect. What we practice is to practice sati, then we will have vipassana. We not practice vipassana. So mm-hmm. there's a cause and effect. Mm-hmm. So is that clear? Mm-hmm. All right. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then um, what is the practice for? There's four foundations in this practice. It's called Kaya, Chitta, Vedana, and Dhamma. Kaya is the body. Chitta is the mind. Vedana is feeling. And Dhamma, a lot of people translate different way. But I like the way my teacher translates it. He says it's the the understanding of the nature process. Mm. It's required you have the understanding. So let's say what we try to 
to practice it one for what what kind of insight that we're going to have the insight we're going to have is suffering anatta is um, uh, how to translate anatta non-self and anicca is Im- impermanent so when you see the impermanent you see the suffering and you see there's non-self all of that give you the understanding and then you let go so this will lead you to that and the to get that understand and letting go that's dharma so anybody try to practice anatta uh, um, suffering dukkha or um, anatta, um, anything that belong to wisdom so it's like you put in the horse bef- the cart before the whole horse so you do not practice wisdom you only practice sati so let's read the first part of the sutta <clears throat> bhikkhus this is the direct path for purification of beings for the surmounting of sorrow and lamentation for the disappearance of pain and grief for the attainment of the true way for the realization of nibbana namely the four foundations of mindfulness yes. so a lot of people when they read this one thank you don when they hear about the purification in this translation is called purification and i like that translation and set up a lot of translation it called overcome we do not try to overcome what what we observe is the body and the mind the feeling and the understanding about the body and the mind so we do not overcome any of our experience we understand it then when that understanding arises it purifies by itself um so the direct path a lot of translation is also say this is the only path and there's five different about the only path to understand it and we're not going to go through that today because like i said i'm not a scholar about the text so you can read that all over internet yes. <laughs> <laughs> um so why do we need to build up the sati this is so important so i'm going to read it so i don't miss miss anything the sati is the quality of the mind mm. and when the sati is arise the the character of the sati is just knowing let's say right now i'm touching my hand if i have awareness i know that's a touching right so it's only know in present moment and the character is neutral just know and it only know in present moment that's why we build up the sati so if we don't have the sati let's say we have a memory arise the memory arise is the thinking right the memory happen the story about the memory is past or future but the memory itself is the thinking a thought arise in present moment so you know the memory the thought at the moment so when you know something in the moment you don't give a chance for defilement at work 
Everybody know defilement? Yes. Greed, anger, and delusion. So if you don't give the chance, if the sati in the present moment, you don't lost in the storyline. So when you don't lost in the storyline, then you don't give the chance for anger because thinking causes feeling. So when you thought, lost in thought, you create more feeling and this creates a cycle. To break that cycle, you need to have sati stay in present moment. So when you stay in present moment, you don't give a chance for ang anger or angry to arise, anger, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> to arise, or um, greed to arise, or delusion to arise. So the potential of the refinement still there, but because it doesn't have a chance to arise, so it's getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Mm -hmm. That's called purify. That's called not overcoming. Rather, it's just purifying. The process is taking time. Mm. And it doesn't mean that after five years practicing, I'm in this level. No. The moment you get lost in thought, you go back to your habit of thinking and feeling. So there's no such thing called like, uh, in conceptual life, like high school, college, PhD. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, So when we have sati, does not mean we stop this or suppress the nature process of thinking and feeling. Rather, it helps to keep defilement at base. When, when the mind believes in conceptual, it's run in the cycle of thinking and feeling. To cut the cycle, we need to acknowledge it as it is objectively. If it's bad, no, it's bad. As it is, do not think do not do anything about the experience, not judging, not indulging, not try to get rid of it. And I'm not talking about the situation outside. I'm talking about the experience that we experience in the body and the mind. Mm. So if we have some problem like uh, you cannot, you sit and have pain in your heart, leg, and you need to move. Should we move or should we not? Mm. Yeah. No? No, I say yeah. Oh, okay. Move. Yes. If you need to move, move. If you feel like, okay, I'll try to see how much I can endure, try. If you try and you feel like, what the heck, <laughs> I move, then move, right? So the, the meditation is sati, and sati is the aspect of the mind. It means meditation is the mind job, not the body job. So if you move, can you still be aware? Yes. If you listen, can you still be aware? Yes. If you're talking, can you still be aware? Yes. So anything that body move, eat, taking bath, whatever, moving, walking, sitting, laying, all four posture of the body, you still can maintain awareness. Because awareness is belong to mind not body. So how do we establish the sati? We, the sati is also known as awareness, knowing mind. Uh, um, what else do we know? Um, awareness, knowing, yeah, acknowledge it. No, just 
when you have awareness, it's it's very gentle. It's not focused. Mm. Like right now, all of you sitting. I am sitting too. Do you know that you're sitting? Mm. Do you know that you're not? Mm. Do you know that you're seeing and hearing? Mm. Is that a lot of energy? Is it easy? Yeah. Yes. When you ask, immediately you know. Right? So that's how much energy you need for being aware. Just acknowledge it. Remind yourself. Immediately, this is the character of the mind. When you re ask the question, you bring attention of the mind to the point of your body. Let's say I'm talking about leg. Already there. I'm talking about shoulder. It's already there. Right? So how about this? I'm touching two hands. Which one is more sensation? The right. <laughs> Second chance. <laughs> it depends on your attention. If mm -hmm. I put more attention on my left hand, it will be left hand. More attention on right hand, it will be right hand. If I put it gently, just sensation, it will be both. Mm -hmm. Right? So attention is the mind quality, it's function. It's only come to when you ask. If you ask left hand, it will be left hand. If you ask right hand, it will be right hand. So sati, that's how much energy you need. And that's how you create sati. Ask questions and that it comes right away. It's very light. So all day long, all you have to do is just ask yourself. Simply ask yourself. Put your attention to whatever it is. And the sixth object, the foundation that we just talked, basically is the sixth stand door in our, the, our body and mind. Hearing, seeing, testing, smelling, body sensation, and mind. The mind Buddha did not category it like the body. The reason is the mind Buddha defies as with just know, with just think. Why is only defined in simply like that? Because think about it. When you think, when you remember, when you're planning, when you're talking, all of that is belong to thinking, right? So when it knows, so when you have the quality of understanding, the quality of understanding is mean just know. Do I need to tell you that I'm, example, I'm touching this. Do I need to tell you no? No, right? You immediately know. That's the quality of when you understand something and then you explain that to yourself in order to remember. But before that, it's only know. So that's what the character of wisdom. When you understand something, you just know. After that, you talk into yourself. That is thinking. So the, the definition of mind, it, which is no, which is uh, think. So that's it. Then how do you aware of the mind? You can aware through, because the body is easy, right? You can move around, you know. You sit, you know. Six and or like hearing, you know. Testing, you know. But how do you aware of the mind? The mind have function. The mind have state. The mind have processes. The mind have quality like good quality of the mind. You feel love. 
bad quality of mind you feel hatred anger processes thinking state of the mind sleepiness clear right so you cannot pin the mind in any part of the body but if you watching the process the state the function you can understand it right so we can certainly watching feeling it's easy to watch feeling it's easy to watch body but it's not easy to watch the mind why sorry <laughs> it's okay <laughs> that's true it's true because we do not practice that's it when we just like just like when we have the phone like you know how to use the phone but you don't know how to it work like computer you know how to use computer but you don't know how it works the engineer know it go ask them <laughs> right so because we don't practice we don't have that kind of understanding Psychi- psychologists they do research and thousand and thousand of people so they know one people are doing this one people are doing that one people are doing that they collect information so they know so if you watching your mind you become psychologist yourself because you know the process of it right so practice make perfect and then the last one is foundation uh, the dharma the dharma is require your understanding you practice sometime then you start to see the nature of the process and then you have understand before that it doesn't matter how much i explain or you read it's hard to grasp it so um i will stop at the first three the last one the last foundation um maybe sometime or the time <laughs> so what i when we practice satipatthana we have vipassana when we practice knowing mind practice awareness we have insight so how do we practice this is the uh, yogi job that my teachers always say <laughs> first everyone anyone <laughs> yogi job come on i talk about this all the times right mind right view right. yes <laughs> second right. awareness third repeat one and two <laughs> <laughs> okay so my teachers always said right view is the most important things in practice vipassana if you don't have right view you do not practice but as um vipassana why what is right view so let don read the second part of right view <clears throat> because if anyone should develop these four foundations of mindfulness in such a way for seven years one of two fruits could be expected for for him either final knowledge here and now or if there is a trace of clinging left non-return if anyone should develop these four foundations of mindfulness that might be a repeat is it different i'll keep It's reading <laughs> okay yes. um in such a way for seven days one of two fruits could be expected for him 
either final knowledge here and now, or if there is a trace of clinging left, non-return. The third one. Oh, you want me to go ahead and read the third one? Yes. Okay, please. sorry. Um, insight. In this way, he abides contemplating the body as a body internally, or he abides contemplating the body as a body externally, or he abides contemplating the body as a body both internally and externally, or else he abides contemplating in the body its nature of arising, or he abides contemplating in the body its nature of vanishing, or he abides contemplating in the body its nature of both arising and vanishing, or else mindfulness that there is a body is simply established um, in him to the extent necessary for bare knowledge and mindfulness, and he abides independent, not clinging to anything in the world. That too is how a bhikkhu abides contemplating the body as a body. Thank you, Dom. So that's where the right view comes from. So it's not like he created a right view. It's come directly from the understanding of the sutra. So right view is mean seeing things as cause and effect. Mm. Seeing things as a nature process, not my, not me. Let me give example. I have two dogs and both of them die in the same week. Mm. I love them. I don't have children. I love my dog very much. Mm. So whenever I see or hear or something remind me of them, my tears come out. Mm. So the question is, let's say the neighbor dog is bark and I cry. Be so the question, is the neighbor dog make me cry? No. 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 Okay. What about the memory? Yeah. Yes. The memory make me cry. So thinking, mm. feeling, right? So if the dog in the neighbor does not bark, will the memory arise? No. Right. Mm -hmm. Correct. So does that a rising process of the memory belong to me? Mm -hmm. No. The arising mm -hmm. process of the memory, is it belong to me? No. No. Correct. So if what, so, can... Answer? Answer the last question? No. It's not yours. Yeah, it's not mine. So if so, can I tell them, do not arise? Why can't I control it? If it's yes, then can I tell them not to arise? No. If it's no, then that not belong to me. Right. Can I say it's, it's mine? No. Right? Okay. So does the mem... Can I delete that memory? <laughs> no. I really hope so. <laughs> Cannot. So the memory is always there? Exactly. It's always there, but it needs condition to arise. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the potential is always there, mm -hmm. but it has to have condition to arise. Mm -hmm. The second example. So we all agree that memory is not mine, process not mine, condition is not mine, mm -hmm. right? So 
All of that is none of that calm mind, right? Mm. Keep your word, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold that. Okay, so the second example. Everybody here know the uh, classic condition example of the uh, the dog, the bell, food, ring yeah. the bell, the uh, saliva come out. Okay, so is the bell, the food, cause the saliva come out? The bell causes it. The food does. The thinking. Conditioning. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. If condition for the thinking, expectation of the food is be there. The thinking. He remember food. So this, the water come out. Right? So when that happened, the process, just same question. Is the food or the bell will... will is there no if there are no food or bell, will the memory arise? No. No. Does the arising process of the memory belong to the dog? No. no. Does the memory de- belong to the dog? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if there's no condition, can the memory arise? No. Yes. Correct. So, if you today you go home, anybody make you upset? <laughs> Will you hold that your anger to that person? No, so that's your choice. To <laughs> <laughs> be honest, somebody doesn't make me upset. I allow myself to become upset, but it could be based on the causes and conditions of things that have upset mm. me in the past. Yeah. But there's, you have a choice. If you allow it, then you can yeah. not allow it to, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you can control it? Yes. No, you cannot control it. <laughs> no, I, I disagree. I think you can't. So I think you're saying no matter what, I could, I'm always going to become upset about something because I have no control over that? No, you'll be conditioned. If you're upset because you're conditioned mm-hmm. to be upset, like you don't practice, sometimes you don't have the understanding sure. of the nature of it then you'll be upset. But if you practice for some time, you understand it, and you see, take the sound as sound, and you see that person make you like mm-hmm. that. Let's say a kid mm-hmm. throw in uh, sock all over the house. Okay. Okay? So you want him to take the sock, put it in where it's supposed to be. Okay. Right? Who want it? You or him? <laughs> he doesn't care about his socks. Exactly. <laughs> it's you wanting it, right? right. Sure. Okay. So when you want in it and that one thing does not meet, then you get an upset. If I choose to engage in that and cling to that wanting, then I am going to become upset. What I'm saying to you is that I have the choice to not cling to becoming upset over my kid's socks. If you don't have this information, then you cannot choose. Mm-hmm. You always react okay. as a habit, right? Right. So I think we're actually agreeing. I guess I'm just going beyond what you're teaching. <laughs> like I, I feel like what you're teaching us is that we're not practicing, so we can't help ourselves. And I think what I'm saying back to you is, but we can help ourselves. Yes, and that's why we practice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That so when I don't you practice, have to become upset about the socks, and people don't make me become upset. It is part of my conditioning, and I am allowing myself to become upset. Mm-hmm. There is a way out. Of There's suffering. a way out, there but it's yes, yes, exactly. I think it would be the same, like what you're saying would be 
if you got mad at the neighbor's dog mm -hmm. because it barked and then that brought up the memory. Mm -hmm. that, that doesn't really make sense. You know? It wouldn't make sense to be upset at the neighbor's dog for barking because it brought up the memory in you of your dog's mm -hmm. past. Mm -hmm. Right? And mm -hmm. applying that to exactly. people that make you upset or make you mad. Yes. Because there's it a process, a, right? Yeah. The process that that is a trigger, it's a condition. Mm -hmm. It trigger your memory to arise. And that thought, the belief in that, you have to believe in the thought that that, and then the feeling created. Mm -hmm. So that understanding, that understanding is called non-self. Now you understand what non-self means, and that is called right view. And why do we need right view? Because if we don't have this, and we think, and we, you get upset, why I keep thinking? You think because all day long you keep motivate yourself to think. You need to think in work, you need to think in whatever you do all day long. You create momentum. So when the momentum there, you need some time to slow down, walking, and then do something, and then sit down, and then start to breathe. Right. So condition it. <coughs> that make the <coughs> we have habit. That's why right view is very important. Mm -hmm. If you don't have right view, you can cling into thinking, feeling. You blame everybody, everything around us, and then you suffer. Mm -hmm. But if you have this kind of knowledge, you know there's a way out. So you practice. You practice and this kind of understanding belongs to you. So a lot of mistakes in Asia that always thinking about non-self, thinking about impermanent, actually that put the cart be before the horse. You don't have that yet. But when you practice, you borrow it. You borrow it. You keep reminding yourself. Feeling is just feeling. Thinking is just thinking. Feeling is not mine. Thinking is not mine. Saying that make the mind calm down. Mm. So from now on, when you see my face, <laughs> please remember right view. Mm. That's how important that is. Um, so when in the four foundation of um, of uh, the sutra, it talking about the body and the feeling and the mind, and then the contemplation of my object. And this, all of this, is also belong to the sutra. Anybody interested, please read it on internet. <laughs> <laughs> and then in there, they also mention about Four Noble Truths, Five Hindrance, mm -hmm. five, five Aggregates, Six Sense Base, and Seven Factors of Enlightenment mm -hmm. all also belong to that sutra. And I have um, all of them listing here. Anyone interested to take a picture or read it? You're welcome at the end of the speech. So, and this is the last, last thing that um, from the sutra and Don will read for us. <clears throat> Behold, O monks, this is my last advice to you. All component things in the world are changeable. They are not lasting. Work hard to gain your own salvation. 
Das Buddha final words. Everything in this world is impermanent. It's changing. So if you hold on on the changing, you suffer. But that does not mean you stop your living life. You live the life that you know how to live. All you have to do is just ask yourself, what do you know now? The direct experience. Mm. So, if anybody here can tell me what is direct experience? Okay, we have six and door is the object of the awareness. So the direct experience like this, if I'm touching myself, I know there's a touching, a coolness, the temperature, right? Mm. If I'm hearing something, let's say I'm hearing mixing between the car running and the music and the fans running. The car running, the music, and the fan running is the storyline, the content of the sound. But the hearing process is direct experience, right? I'm looking at everybody. I'm seeing there's men, there's women, there's black, there's uh, white, there's purple, and everything in the room. That's the content of the seeing, but the process, the direct experience, that awareness supposed to be aware. Is the seeing or looking, testing. This is funny. <laughs> Can we eat a banana? Direct experience. What is direct experience if you eat the banana or the whatever, uh, apple, <coughs> or pear? Pear. Can we eat them? Eat the fruit. Let's say banana or. Apple. Can you eat the apple? What the experience in that? Eating the apple. Taste. 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 To differentiate between apple and orange, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The color of it, same thing. But the taste, let's say my test, Vietnamese test, and Don test, American test, is it the same? No. no. Yes, the test is the no. same. <laughs> <laughs> There's no difference. I can hear, he can hear, the dog can hear, Buddha can hear. He can test, I can test, the dog can test, Buddha can test. He, his anger is nothing more than my anger. So direct experience is something that awareness, the mind, can be directly contact, not something you think about. Or So go home today and say you cannot eat chicken. (laughs) (laughs) You can only eat the test. Okay, so now I I hope that my talk today 
can make everybody clear about awareness, sati. Everybody clear? What is sati? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> awareness, knowing. Okay. Do we need a lot of energy to know? No. Yeah, exactly. Right view. Okay, I'm going to ask. Yes. What is the right view? Uh, anatta, not self. Okay. Not self. How not do you? Not taking things as me, myself, mine. What about you? Uh, you just say something. What is what is right view? I wasn't going to say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what is right view? Um, cause and effect. Another one, please. In your own understanding, what is right view? Is it possibly what you're experiencing in that moment? The right view, the view. What you're seeing, what you're experiencing in that moment. The right view is the understanding that you borrow from the Buddha. It's cause and effect. It's not you. It's not yours. Practice for a while, and that will belong to you. It's more clear and clear and clear. So, yes. When you say practice, do you mean practicing, focusing on this, kind of elevating your awareness to this, or just the way I always sit and practice? I mean, I know that if you sit, then the time, wisdom comes, insight comes, that's the pasana. But are you saying to practice having this in, 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 as an intention kind of like thing? Or I know we're not supposed to seek something particular, but I was just thinking about that. Do you, do you, or do you mean practice, like think about this, read about it, you know, for the awareness to, to grow? When I say practice, it means cultivate the awareness. Mm -hmm. So the word bhavana, when, um, for us, when we grow up in Asia, we always was teach uh, like first dana, second sila, third bhavana. First, donation, generosity. Second, precept, keep your precept clean. Third, Cultivate awareness. So, when I say practice, it means cultivate sati, establish the sati, make it stronger and stronger. That's what I mean. And how do you keep the sati stronger? Just like I did. Do you know you're aware? Do you know you sit? Just ask the question. Lightly like that. And when the awareness at the moment, that means you practice. So you're, you're saying, another way of saying that might be to utilize your mindfulness. Like during the day, when I'm washing my hands, I'm really, I'm saying, okay, I'm going to go into this mindfulness mode, although I know technically you're supposed to be doing it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only human, but, you know, I, I try to incorporate mindfulness. And, so another word is awareness, mindfulness, awareness. Yes. Okay. Yeah, same thing. So, so yes. So right view is sort of a neutral, <clears throat> a neutral place of being. It's kind of neutral, in the sense of if something happens, like, like the other day, I saw something where Trump was 
doing something that irritated me, okay? So, and there's been other times where I've seen it and it hasn't, it hasn't um, uh, triggered me or it hasn't grabbed me down this darker road that I can go. So I'm watching that in myself, you know? So being aware of something and not necessarily getting hooked by it, is that right view? Right view in your case, like you hear Trump say something mm -hmm. or did something. Mm -hmm. What he did or what he say mm -hmm. is a trigger for what you believe is wrong. Mm -hmm. Your believer, yes, mm -hmm. he is the trigger mm -hmm. to trigger your belief, whatever oh, you trigger. believe. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So he brings up what I believe, like what's his, his blah blah what comes up for me is what I need to look at and heal in myself or, or to let's say recognize. you believe let's let's say you believe this is right mm -hmm. and what he did or what he say is wrong. Yes. So oh, yes. he triggered your <laughs> memory <laughs> arise. Yes. And because you believe that is right, you have expectation. So mm -hmm. that memory make you this feeling. Yes. Yes. Okay. So right view is the cause and effect. Mm -hmm. It's not him. It's your he is a trigger, so your memories create your feeling. Right. Okay. Right. So that's right view. If you see this is the cause, it's not Trump, it's me, it's mine, mm -hmm. it's my memory. Mm -hmm. But it's, I just ask all of you, is memory or a rising process belong to you? You all say no. Mm -hmm. So that's not even your memory. Mm. It's not even your memory. But it's hard to accept it. As a human, it's very difficult mm -hmm. to accept that this is not my body, this is not my, uh, my memory. That's why I'm, say, I'm saying that you borrow it. It's the understanding from Buddha. And then we could keep telling yourself, it's not my memory. Mm -hmm. Memory, just memory. It arises by itself, by condition. Mm -hmm. And it's vanishing by condition. So that's called rise. It's the understands that so, we borrow. Okay, so to recognize in the moment that it's cause and effect. Yes. And just that, just mm -hmm. be aware of that. Yes. That is the right view. Yes. It's kind of like you holding the idea mm -hmm. in the back of the mind when you know, let's say I'm holding this. Mm -hmm. The touching is the touching. It could be pleasure because it's smooth. Mm -hmm. It could be uncomfortable because it's not very smooth. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm holding the feeling, it's my feeling. I'm holding pleasure or unpleasure or neutral feeling, mm -hmm. then I feel suffer. Mm -hmm. But if I'm saying feeling, just feeling, because it's not smooth, that's why I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so the feeling is just feeling, so it can be there by itself. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be pushed away. Or when you sit, mm -hmm. they flush the toilet. Yes. <laughs> you don't like it, right? <laughs> the feeling, because you don't like it, it's not because the sound, not because he flushed the toilet, mm -hmm. because your idea of flushing the toilet. Mm -hmm. So the sound is the sound. Hearing is just hearing. It's not yours, not mine. It's hard to believe, but you need to keep bringing back and many, many times. And then you watching the mental process or the body process or feeling process, mm -hmm. then you 
more and more you can see it's more like mine, little by little. But at first, it's, but we are borrowing from Buddha. But remember when we asked the when I asked the question, all of you say no, <laughs> no, no. So when we dissect it, we can see it, right? But at the moment we don't see that. Yeah. We just say it's mine. But when we talk about it, we chop it in very, very small things, then we see that's true. But because we condition it, we condition from the day we was born. If you don't eat it, then you're not a good boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, then, and then another thing that my sister, you, you know, the children in Africa, they don't have food. And if you don't eat it, that's not really good. And she, my nephew, and come back, Mom, if I eat it, they don't get full. <laughs> so, so you see, since we was born, we already be conditioned. Nobody mm-hmm. teach us this kind of knowledge that's not belong to you. It's conditioned, like the dog. So if we keep practicing, then someday we will feel, we will understand, little by little. It belongs to us. But for now, we just have to remind ourselves. Mm. So everybody clear about right view? <laughs> yes? Come on. <laughs> Come on, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> yes. You clear about it? Okay, yes. That's what I want. Yes? Okay, yes? Yeah. All right. It's kind of hard to admit to being intellectually <laughs> acknowledging what right view is mm-hmm. if right view means that I don't direct my thoughts. Mm. <laughs> That's right. A little it's bit hard. of a paradox. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. But now you kind of like agree. Let's bring it in to practice. Of course. Right. So it's very important. If you practice vipassana, first you have right view. Second, you have awareness. Gently notice, acknowledge the sixth sense door directly, direct experience. Clear. <laughs> okay. Um, so if you are clear about right view, about direct experience, um, how much energy we need, and what is the uh, project, uh, object of awareness, and um, how to observe the mind, then I'm done my job. <laughs> okay. You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.